0: Hey, real quick, if you're listening at WDET.org, a heads up that you can listen to Curiosity on your preferred podcasting app. Just open up your app and search for Curiosity, spelled C-U-R-I-O-S-I-D, as in Detroit. I'm Laura Herberg, and this is Curiosity, where WDET, the NPR station in Detroit, finds answers to your questions about everything Detroit. This episode's question comes from Tim Kaiser. He grew up in Rochester Hills in the 70s and 80s and doesn't remember hearing much about Detroit-style pizza. After living out of state for two decades, Tim moved back to the area in 2021.
1: And when I got back, there was all this
2: Detroit-style pizza. And I had no idea what it was. I said, where did
1: this come from? Hi.
0: How are you? We sent WDET's Claudia Brancard to sniff out the origin of Detroit-style pizza. Her journey begins at the intersection of Six Mile and Conant on Detroit's east side.
1: I mean, what we wanna always say is we are the birthplace, but we're also the original. And when I talk about original, it's not only the ingredients that you use, but it's the process that you use.
3: That's Wesley Pakula, the chief brand officer of Buddy's Pizza. In the restaurant's kitchen, he demonstrates how to make their classic Detroit-style pizza. First step, place a dough ball of salt, water, and yeast in a rectangular blue steel pan.
1: It starts with the hand pressing. So we start pressing the dough, and then this winds up proofing for a couple hours.
3: Pakula picks up a handful of pepperoni pieces and places them directly into the dough. Then comes a Wisconsin brick cheese. He says brick cheese has a higher fat content than mozzarella and eats a lot richer.
1: It comes in 40-pound blocks. And what you want to do is you want to cover all the pepperoni, then we go to the saucing. And it's a light skimming of the sauce over the top, it's a three-stripe method.
3: The order of assembly is essential when it comes to making Detroit-style pizza. It's almost like an upside-down pie. Bakula says the reverse order technique is what gives the pizza its fluffy center and crispy sides. And then that's
1: placed in an oven to be baked. 600 degrees, 13, 14 minutes. And that's how you make authentic Detroit-style pizza.
3: Okay, thank you. Detroit-style pizza was invented at Buddy's Pizza in 1946 by then-owners Gus and Anna Guerrera. Anna's family emigrated from Sicily to the United States and brought with it a recipe for a type of Sicilian pizza called sfincione. With its spongy, focaccia-like crust and toppings baked directly into the dough, Pakula says the sfincione became the inspiration for what is known as Detroit-style pizza today.
1: And I think that's kind of what gave it its original sort of folklore and love because people would see this thick pizza come to the table and they would bite it and it would be like air.
3: Pakula says a key part of Sfinchione-style pizza is the pan. Buddy's original pans came from somewhere you wouldn't think a baking pan would come from, a local auto factory where they were being used as nuts and bolts collectors. Or at least that's the legend. To this day, Buddy's pizza uses rectangular blue steel pans modeled after the factory dishes. Once the Guerreras found the right pans, it was on to baking pizza, and, no surprise, they were a hit. Detroiters from all over town would make the journey to Six Mile and Conant to taste the square pizza. But the family wouldn't stick around for long. In 1953, the Guerreras sold buddies along with the original Detroit-style recipe and opened another local legend, Cloverleaf Bar and Restaurant. The square-shaped, thick-crusted pizzas these companies produced became a staple in southeast Michigan and were eventually replicated by places like Shields and Louie's. But the style wouldn't make much of a mark outside the area for decades not until the 2012 International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas. A video recording from the event shows a crowd cheering as a contestant shakes hands with a panel of judges. The contestant, named Sean Randazzo, just won the title of World Champion Pizza Maker of the Year. He picks up a check for $5,000 that's so large it takes two to hold. And the winning pie? It's not New York style. It's not Chicago style. It's not even round. For the first time ever, it's Detroit-style pizza. Rendazzo grew up in metro Detroit and delivered for Cloverleaf before becoming a co-owner of one of its locations. After going on to win first place in Vegas, he founded DetroitStylePizza.com. The company offers consulting and authenticates restaurants with Detroit-style. The website even sells pre-seasoned blue steel pans for businesses and home bakers to use. Detroit-style pizza was a hyper-local delicacy before Randazzo. By turning his knowledge into a business, awareness of the specialty spread. In the last decade, Detroit-style pizza restaurants have popped up all over the country. There's Joyride Pizza in San Francisco, Emmy Square in New York City, and Motown Square Pizza in DC, which, by the way, was opened by a Detroiter. These newer restaurants take aspects of the original Buddy's recipe, like Wisconsin brick cheese and focaccia-like dough, and make it their own. And according to Joshua Jacobs, co-owner of Joyride Pizza, most Michigan expats enjoy their version of the pan pie.
2: We hear people say, I'm so glad you're doing Detroit pizza. I just moved here from Michigan, never imagined that there would be so much. Some people are a little bit surprised, like, Brussels sprouts on your Detroit pizza? I was a little skeptical, but I'm a convert.
3: Out-of-state chefs are experimenting with Detroit style, but they're not the only ones. Detroit is experiencing its own sort of pan pizza renaissance. There's Grandma Bob's and Michigan and Trumbull and Corktown that use ingredients like honey and goat cheese. On the west side, there's the Detroit Pizza Bar with its white sauce seafood pie named for the former Detroit mayor Coleman Young. And, by the way, all three of these restaurants have vegan options on their menu. So, when it comes to Detroit-style pizza, there are options now. But for some Metro Detroiters, the classics can't be beat. That was WDET's Claudia Brancard.
0: Coming up, Claudia interviews one of those newer pizza shops in Detroit. She talks to an entrepreneur behind the black-owned establishment, Detroit Pizza Bar. But first, we thought it would be fun to find out what your favorite Detroit-style pizza locations are and why. So we hit the streets and Twitter looking to find out what you're into. No surprise, there are some Buddies fans out there. Here's Eric Shanburn from Royal Oak.
2: So I'm going to have to go with Buddies. Just the crust is better. They have better options. I mean, Jets is more, you know, probably cheaper. So if you want the cheaper Detroit-style pizza, go to Jets. If you want the more gourmet and more uh, local, go Buddies.
0: Just a quick fact check there that while Jets is in 19 states, it's actually from the area. Jets started in a party store in Sterling Heights. But back to Buddy's. Don Joswiak on Twitter says, Buddy's pizza is the best, period. The pizza is Batman, the antipasto salad is Robin. Together they keep Detroit safe from hunger. Chuck Benoit's favorite is another old school classic.
1: It's going to be um, Louis's pizza over on uh, like uh, Dequinder and like Nine Mile. Because they've been making it like that for like 40 years.
0: Louis was opened by a former Buddy's chef in 1977. Your King Mob on Twitter is also a Louis fan. They say the sauce is really exceptional, salty, heavy on spices and flavor, and even a touch spicy. Also, the pizza composition is perfect. Pizzas are always consistent, unlike buddies. Shots fired. George Schmidt says his favorite spot is no longer around.
3: Unfortunately,
2: the restaurant I liked most was Pasquale's, and uh, they went, they closed right before the pandemic, and not coming back.
0: Pascuali's had been in Royal Oak for more than 60 years before it closed in April of 2019. On Twitter, there was a bit of love for the pizza at Como's in Ferndale. Sven Gustafsson says, I love the sourdough crust and think that makes all the difference, along with the spicy sauce and creative toppings like honey. My dirty little secret is that I think a lot of Detroit-style pizza is highly overrated. I'm just going to let that go right there, Sven. Benny Schreier is a fan of Piesai in Detroit's Woodbridge neighborhood.
2: Because they do different things every week, every month. They do dessert pizza, any kind of pizza,
0: samosa pizza. Side note, WDET had a pizza bracket a few years back. You know, like a March Madness bracket, but for pizza instead of basketball. And Piesai ended up being the winner. For this 2022 even less scientific survey, we also got votes for Happy's, Little Caesars, Pizza Populous, Nicky's, Michigan and Trumbull, even Domino's, which is from Ypsilanti, but as far as I can tell, does not offer a Detroit-style pizza option. But please correct me if I'm wrong. But there are people out there who are not fans of Detroit style. Michael is one of them.
1: Uh, I don't like it, actually. I like thin crusts.
0: And finally, this didn't really answer our question, but we thought it was pretty cool. On Twitter, Alex B. Hill from Detroitography weighed in with a Detroit pizza map. We've linked to that in our story at WDET.org slash curious. And we'll also include a link here in our show notes. All right. It is time to take that break. But remember, when we return, Claudia is going to interview one of the owners of Detroit Pizza Bar. So You're going to want to stick around. We'll be right back.
2: WDET celebrates 75 years of public radio with gratitude to our dedicated listeners. Listeners like you cherish community voices, local music, and independent journalism. This spring fundraiser, we're counting on your support, just as you count on us. Invest in WDET's next chapter at WDET.org or tap Donate in the mobile app.
0: Detroit Pizza Bar opened earlier this year in the Livernois and Six Mile area on Detroit's West Side. The Black-owned business has a full bar and serves square pizzas, salads, and wings. Renovation of the restaurant's building was paid for in part by the Strategic Neighborhood Fund, a partnership between the city of Detroit and the nonprofit Invest Detroit. The fund was created to revitalize key commercial corridors across the city, like McNichols, where the shop is located. Akuna Alumba and Marcus Jones are the developers and co-owners of Detroit Pizza Bar. Alumba tells WDET's Claudia Brancart that offering jobs to the local community is a big
2: part of the restaurant's business model. Both Marcus and I have developed real estate in Detroit before, and so when this opportunity presented itself to be able to rehab this commercial space, um, we knew for sure we wanted to have a business that was centered around workforce development in Detroit, and so we set the goal of hiring and training individuals in the community and to have 100% um, Detroit residents. Um, we also knew as a part of that, we wanted them to help generate wealth and start to understand the way a business operates. So we also have a profit-sharing model where we take 20% of the profits and divide it by individuals who work here for at least a year. And so they began to start um, treating the Detroit Pizza Bar not just as their work, but also an investment. So that was something
3: that we were Very deliberate about. How has the community responded to the restaurant since opening?
2: Oh, so it's been great. We're the first sit-down restaurant that has opened on our corridor, the McNichols corridor or the Six Mile corridor, in about 30 years. Um, And we're one of the larger restaurants. We seat 214, and we're one of the only ones that have alcohol. So we've actually got a very warm embrace by the community. We work with several of the community groups, so they actually hold some of their community meetings here. So we had Mary Grove uh, Community Association. They were here last month. Um, We're doing something with the Live Six Alliance. Um, And so we're doing a lot of things to just kind of make sure that the community knows that the Detroit Pizza Bar is a community-based restaurant. Um, And so we want them to continue to patronize, but also when there are needs that need to be fulfilled, that we can also serve in that capacity as well.
3: What's the significance of having a Black-owned restaurant in Detroit today?
2: Um uh, I think it's huge um I think because particularly a black owned restaurant that's in the neighborhood so a lot of the development in detroit uh has been on you know has been focused on downtown and then you know there they've been areas in which there's a huge inflight of population um and in those areas there have been more restaurants um we happen to come along at McNichols around the same time, but before we got an influx of people. So now they're, now because the commercial thoroughfare is becoming revitalized, it also means that the housing stock has increased too, right? So when we originally started building, you could buy houses in the Fitzgerald Bagley community for, you know, ten grand, $15,000. Now if you look on Realtor or Zillow, the, the two family flats are going for one fifty or two hundred thousand, and so you know it it means a lot it, it It starts to mean that Detroit is in fact coming back because the neighborhoods are coming back, right? It's one thing to say the downtown Detroit is lively. It's another thing to say that there are entire neighborhoods that are thriving. and so I think you know being in one of those neighborhoods that's beginning to thrive and being able to see the changes in the community. I think that's good for everybody.
0: Akuna Alumba is the co-owner of Detroit Pizza Bar in the Live 6 area. She spoke with WDET's Claudia Brancart. We have nearly reached the end of this episode, but before we wrap things up and you inevitably pick up your phone to order some pizza, because how could you not after this episode, I need to tell you that we want to hear from you. Not about pizza, but about Boblo Island. We want to hear your Bablo memories, your memories of the boat, the island itself, whatever you want to share. Call into the Curiosity voicemail line at 313-403-5747. Leave a message and you might hear yourself in a future Curiosity episode. I have a feeling that you probably didn't write that number down. So just so you know, it is in the show notes. You have been listening to Curiosity, a WDET production. I'm Laura Herberg, the executive producer. I also edited and produced this episode. Thanks so much to our question asker, Tim Kaiser. Also, thanks to Claudia Brancart for reporting the answer. Mastering and some mixing for this episode was done by WDET's Connor Anderson. Our music is by Will Sessions. Special thanks to WDET's head of podcasts David Lyons, for production support. Jerome Vaughn is the WDET news director and interim program director. WDET's digital team is Sophia Joswiak and Dave Kim. And if Joswiak sounds familiar, yes, that was her dad, whose tweet I read earlier. Also, thanks to our podcast interns, Patrick Burness, Ashley Harris, and Jack Philbrant for hitting the streets and asking people about their favorite place to get Detroit-style pizza. And one last thing, if there's something that you're curious about in Detroit, let us know. Go to WDET.org curious and find out how to ask your question.